Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hold Up a Minute podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, so it's not Halloween anymore. No, it is not. But we're still doing our, our little spooky. <laughs> we're still doing our thing. Um, we got caught up with some stuff. Yeah, I had some health scares and just generally, I mean, like October just went quick. October did go by very, very, very fast. Yeah. I've just, I, I have a full-time job. I'm a, I'm a busy, I'm a busy little guy. <laughs> I'm a busy little fella. Um, so yeah, we weren't able to do everything that we wanted to do in October, but that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you're on our schedule. <laughs> True, true. Um, before we get into the episode proper, I just want to thank everybody for having giving us the best um, opening week of the podcast episode launch that we've ever had. Um, this last episode had more downloads in the first week uh, than any episode that we've ever done. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much. That is pretty awesome. Um, so hopefully... Those people are sticking around, <laughs> or at least some of them, because obviously, like, it's not going to stick with everybody. But with that amount of people coming to listen, hopefully, some of them stick around, and hopefully, some of you are listening right now. And I just want to say thank you and thank you to the people who were listening before, obviously. Yes, yes, thank you. You're so awesome. Um, so, mom, how have your past few weeks been? Uh, like I said, I've had a little bit of not really like dire health scares but enough to wake me up and i am getting older so i need to manage my health a little better i guess right right it happens yeah. it happens to all of us we will all get to the point where we have to be more conscious <laughs> yeah it's really no fun i really wish i could go back right turn, turn the clock back a little bit maybe i would have chosen things differently maybe not i mean I don't regret, but I don't like how our bodies start working against us. It's right. just not fair. Yeah. But. Makes sense to me. Yeah. My past couple of weeks have been busy, but good. Uh, I started full-time at work again, so it's just been a little bit like adjusting back to that full-time schedule, um, which always amazes me how difficult it is to like switch from three days or four days to five because it seems like oh that's not that big of a difference but then you're like dead like once like you're start that switch and you're not really used to it yet and i'm I'm getting to the point where i'm building up that like resistance to it i guess <laughs> so it's uh I'm, I'm i've been feeling very good that's good mm -hmm. good to hear mm -hmm. i got a pc you did i got a, i got a little gaming pc um and like workstation pc uh which means like i'll be able to edit these better uh with like less lagginess and <laughs> it i think it'll just be a better experience for me overall with editing and everything on the on the computer slash tech side right and it's pretty cool to boot you know i mm -hmm. mean the colors are pretty awesome has rgb lighting on the fans and the 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 case itself has rgb lighting as well um so when I turn it on, it there's a whole buttload of different colors you can do, which is very it's very nice. Also, it's very nice to be in like a dark room, 
um with the lights on on that thing because like especially like because sometimes listen at night i get paranoid for no reason <laughs> i'll be like like looking behind me like <laughs> was it especially so last night since we watched a little bit of those I wouldn't even call them that scary. They kind of <laughs> were. They because I hate clowns to begin with. So right. that Hell House, uh, yeah, we, movie watched, we watched was kind of weird. We watched uh, Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor, uh, on Shutter. Um, which, by the way, if, if any of you are listening and you love horror media, Shutter is great. It's only like six dollars a month, and you get access to a shit ton of horror things. Uh, TV shows and and movies that are a lot of them are really 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 well done, um, so I I I'd suggest getting Shutter. Uh, but yeah, that, that first one, the the Carmichael Manor, it was it's like a part mockumentary, part found footage thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was it was good mostly throughout, but the ending was kind of like Ugh. yeah, the the ending could have been a lot better it's just like, a... it kept me enthralled enough i mean and mm-hmm. good god the, the, that girl man she was losing her shit quick oh yeah one of them one of them was losing her mind yeah. like crazy crazy i think i probably would have been in that same situation exactly like her because once again i hate clowns right and they do not belong anywhere warning there are clowns in this movie Ugh. Um, pretty freaky fucking clowns. <laughs> yeah, this is why I hate clowns. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty freaky little guys. <laughs> Not very little, but um, I I think I I think I'd overall suggest it. I think it's overall pretty good, but I'm just going going it not keeping keep your expectations in check. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, the other one we watched. Was it called the the Hallow? The Hallow. The Hallow. That was very interesting too. Like it was interesting. It's not exactly how I thought it would be. Mm-mm. I was like, okay, it kind of seems like a horror movie, and then it kind of just turned into like a creature feature, like well, like a like a fairy tale folk, folklore type uh, movie, you know? It right. Was, yeah. I think it was very interesting. Sorry, guys, I'm yawning because I just woke up. <laughs> I think it was very interesting. I liked it. It just was not scary at all. No. Really wasn't. But it was interesting. The story was pretty good. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. I mean, you were falling asleep during it, so it was more... I took it as, okay, you're not really that much into it. I mean, I just bared with it and watched it till the end. Because I like to give movies a chance. But Mm -hmm. I, I think... I would give that one maybe a two, in my opinion. It wasn't. It mm-hmm. wasn't up there in the scare meter for me. Right. It wasn't very scary. Like if you're looking for a scary movie, I don't suggest it at all. Yeah. Um, but it's an okay watch. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Um, speaking of horror media. And spooky is scary, well, kind of <laughs> things that are kind of horror movie, but also not that scary. Um, we are going to be talking about something called Marble Hornets today. Um, Marble Hornets is a web series. Um, I think it first came out in 2010 or somewhere around there, 2010 or 2011. Um, 
and released for a few years uh, for three seasons till it concluded. That's that's that that's the web series. Yeah. Um, I guess I can look up like the director and give all the dues that are deserved. Um, on this on this this project, what I did is I um since we were going to be covering it on the podcast, I did just go ahead and buy the DVDs from the official store, um, so that we can kind of like support them since we're going to be covering it on the podcast. Because <laughs> I kind of felt bad. <laughs> um. So it's based on something that uh, Troy Wagner, who is the director, um, created on the Something Awful forms, um, which obviously, as we all know, became Slender Man. Um, so, and it was uh, it was created by Troy Wagner and Joseph Delon, uh, Delage, uh, and uh, written by Troy Wagner, Joseph Delage, and Tim Sutton. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the main people involved in the in the in the project. Yeah, and I and I have to say they did a pretty damn good job. It was okay at the beginning. It was kind of like ah, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to think of this. But the more and more you get into it, it's it really keeps you guessing on what exactly you know what mm-hmm. is this all about. What are we? What are we? witnessing here they did they did a really good job at keeping um the audience enthralled in my opinion right any of the audience that wants you know that are watching it they did pretty good for to start out with the low of a budget that they had right it was pretty good the budget that they had i think it was 100 dollars or something like that yeah for the first season, which is, I mean, but considering what they were able to do with that is very, very good. Um, and like the, I guess we should start it by saying like the pre- the whole premise of the show starts in the first season with someone named Jay um, starts off by saying, hey, I have a friend, Alex Crayley, who um, gave me all of these tapes uh, years ago and I forgot that they even existed until I found them in my closet. And I was blah, 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 and Alex disappeared, and I don't know what happened, and I'm going to search through these tapes and try to find out exactly what happened. Um, And then right there, it kind of sent me like, okay, what happened to Alex? Where mm -hmm. is he? Is he like truly out of the picture? Is he dead? Is he what happened? I think what this web series does very, very well is introduce mystery to keep the the viewer, the watcher involved in Mm -hmm. in the storyline even when it has its like lulling like kind of moments where you're not really that interested in what's going on in the moment, there's still this overall plot hook that you want to, that you want to stick through. Right. I totally agree. Like I said, it it just really kept the audience guessing. Mm -hmm. I think the, um, because from there, like it obviously like, cause it's a story. From that on, that point onward, like stuff gets revealed. Like, and heads up, by the way, this is going to be very spoiler heavy. We're gonna, we're not gonna hold back on discussing spoilers and stuff that has happened in it. So, if you are interested in watching the Marble Hornets, anything, 
I'll link their official YouTube channel in the um, description where everything is there for free. You can watch Marble Hornets completely for free. Um, so that, that, there's your warning. <laughs> well, and I, yeah, and I do strongly recommend anybody listening. And even though we're, there's going to be spoilers, I do still strongly recommend that you look, you watch it yourself and form your own opinions because everyone's opinions is, is totally different. And then right. they gather information totally different. Everyone's right. unique in the way that. So even though we're going to be giving you spoilers per se, I still highly recommend you watch it. Right. It's very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, so from that point onward, uh, Jay starts looking through these tapes that Alex has left him. Um, and it's kind of charming because in the first season, they're all about the, the tapes are all about a student film project that Alex has started doing. Uh, titled Marble Hornets. That's that's where they got the name of the of the of the web series, right? Um, where like he has these other uh, sorry, not high school, college kids, um, in his like little student production of something called Marble Hornets. So it's kind of like badly acted, like college <laughs> college student film level stuff. Um, and that first season, the first few episodes what it does really really well is have something really normal going on on screen with the main antagonist who is the operator slash slender man just kind of stalking them (laughs) yeah (laughs) um especially just like there's a few scenes where they're just doing nothing they're just they're shooting the shit or doing their like scenes and you'll like kind of look in the background and be like, is that like I can't really tell. Like, is that supposed to be something? And then it's like, oh, it is. <laughs> right. Like I didn't realize that it was actually the Slender Man supposed to be. I mean, was it supposed to be the so, Slender Man or is it a totally different That's uh, why concept of That's why I had said um the operator. So even though it is based on Slenderman, that like it is kind it's a type of Slenderman, I should say. Um, they kind of created their own version. Yeah. With Marble Hornets, the operator, and we'll get more into later why it's like considered a different version. Um because like yeah, we'll get into it later, like when we're talking more like season three type stuff. Um, why it's like the operator and the different abilities that the operator has compared to Slenderman. Um, so like in all intents and purposes, it is Slender Man, but it's like a different, it's like a, it's like a distant cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's their version. Right. Which is good. I mean, you can't copy, like, I think it's good to have like different perspectives and. Exactly. Yeah. The first season, not a lot really happens. Not really. That's um, that's why I was saying like I was like what is what is this what's going on you know I was thinking hmm I'm try I'm trying to give it a try just stick with it the first season I think the only like big important parts that happen is um Jay going into Alex's apartment or house and which has been completely abandoned uh, it's like trashed completely um 
and finding little clues there. Um, like he found the pill bottles, which obviously is um, a foreshadowing for a character that's going to be introduced later. Mm-hmm. He found a bunch of the, the papers that have like the black scrawling on them, like the, that we all know, like it's the slender pages. Um, things like that. It's, it's, it's very, I think it, the first season did very well is set up Jay as a character. Right. And, and showing you different clues and stuff to look out for. Right. So, but Jay as a character, definitely. It was just setting you up for that, mm-hmm. that whole character. Like, so the first season, I believe, like, we get introduced to the person in the mask um who apparently the 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 marble hornets fan base has has started calling masky um so there's masky who you get introduced to uh who we first get see, who we first see in Alex's house um who attacks Jay uh that is one of the main antagonists of the series as well um and then also throughout the series, we get little tiny um, little video things between main episodes from uh, To The Ark, I think is the, the name of the channel, which are little just creepy like supplemental type things. I must have missed that. No. I'm not really sure. Like, Remember between entries, the like really weird videos? Oh, yes. Like the, the random pop up things Mm -hmm. that were happening that's what kept you guessing like Mm -hmm. like where you'd see like oh somebody was in that scene filming him Uh like stuff like that where it's like oh i didn't notice that it's kind of creepy little things um but yeah the first season i think was it was pretty good for just setting everything up right it did it did what it was supposed to do it did with the budget that they had, that's what I'm saying. Like they did a really excellent job setting it all up with just the budget, the low budget that they had. Exactly. I think at the end of the first season, the first season ends with the Jay being like, "I'm done looking because I've seen some shit that I didn't, I didn't want, I like, I don't want to see." I I think we also forgot to mention the first season. That's when the time warping stuff gets introduced yeah but like i didn't really we didn't catch on to that until we didn't um in the first season there's an episode where jay goes back to alex's house and goes into a specific room and goes to leave out another door and gets looped back into the room over and over and over again and it turns from daytime to nighttime yeah um, and that is one of the first times in the series that I went, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's different. Like what's going on here? You know? And I didn't really catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what I was so, um, enthralled with maybe that I just didn't observe everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't really catch on to that aspect until later on. Yeah, it's definitely just like a little hint into some stuff that's going to be happening later. Um, when I do think it starts really picking up is the second season, and I think the second season is my favorite season. 
Yes, I have to agree with that one. Um, the second season revolves around Jay, who who left, who who said, "I'm done with this. I'm I've I've seen some stuff that I don't want to see. I don't care about finding Alex anymore. I really don't. I just I want to leave this and I want to live my fucking life." Yeah. Um, and then the second season picks up. I think seven months later, and he does not remember that whole seven months does not at all remember it um and it starts off with him in a hotel room there's a safe in his room that he doesn't know how to open um he has his camera there's a neighbor there's in the hotel named jessica who he doesn't know anything about you know and that that's how it opens which is a very interesting opening hook yes yeah, because, like, out of the blue, where did this girl come from? Where mm-hmm. did this female come from? Yeah, and, like, where did, like, what happened to the last seven months? Like, yeah, why why can't he remember anything? Um, And the first, I think it's only the first few entries of the second season that, like, he goes out, he does a couple things, he comes back, and he talks to Jessica, and it gets revo- revealed that Jessica also doesn't remember anything. She doesn't know how she got to the hotel. Um. And it's like this big like revelation, um, and Jay and Jessica are like, okay, let's go. We need to leave because this like s- stuff isn't right. Um, and he uh, Jay gets the the passcode to the the safe, and and the safe is a shit ton of videotapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the second season starts, uh, kind of. Flash, which we didn't catch on to until later. We were kind of confused. Uh, from that point onward, it's Jay watching the tapes back to fill in the seven months. Yeah, so he can re- start remembering mm-hmm. what happened. But yeah, of course we didn't catch on because the, see that's how good it is. Because you're just like, what? It's keeping you guessing. Right, it's a mystery. It is, it's, and it's a very, very good mystery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second season, what I think the second season does very well is introduce more characters mm-hmm. um, and introduce, like, kind of the main con- main conceit of the show going forward where it starts being like, is Alex a good person? Because Jay does find Alex. He does. Jay isn't sure that he likes who Alex is. <laughs> I see, and I like throughout. I kind of felt like you there was something weird about Alex. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of felt that. Um, I think I'm not sure if it is the first season or the second season, but we see Alex, um, break, uh, Maskey's leg. Yeah, we, we watch him do that, like on camera, um. Because I should say that also Alex uh, and um, some of the more of the characters in in the Marble Hornets like student production. So Alex is like the director of it. Then we have Tim, who was one of the actors, and Brian, who was one of the actors. Um, and then there was another actor who just never gets brought up again. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the whole thing is like they the from the first season 
it kind of gets shown that like Alex was super paranoid about stuff and he kind of seemed like he was getting sick. Um, and then everybody else started getting sick. Uh, and then Alex brought them to a specific place and that's the last time they were seen. Yeah. See, and I got the vibe I've started getting, well, maybe it's just because of the filming. Like, it's taken a toll on him. Like mm-hmm. he went nuts because of the the production that he was trying to do. And what? then when you started seeing this little violent side of him, it's like, wow, there's got to be something more to this, right? There, the second season does very well. Is that Jay finds Alex, um, and Alex is this very weirdly demanding person refuses to say anything about anything that's going on refuses to really explain himself ever and he's very offish all the time yeah i can't remember the name of the park this the the park that they went to a lot um it's a very important park but i just can't remember the name of it um that's where a lot of season two takes place. Mm-hmm. Them going into this this park, into woods, and um, trying to find out what's going on in there because that they know that there's something important in those woods. Yes. Um, and a really really big part of that is there's a tunnel in the woods. Yeah, that tunnel's kind of. <laughs> It's a hot spot. It is a hot spot for activity. Um, we see Alex murder somebody there. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's one. He's kind of a crazy dude. He is kind of a crazy dude. Um, Alex, if we don't, I don't even think it's explained who it is. I, just, I really do think it's just a random person who he murders. You think like if somebody, like he was so paranoid that somebody's oh. following him around. Like, this person happened to be walking by or something, and he just freaked out on him. Yeah. I for no reason. Like, that's how paranoid he was. I think that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting, that do, the interesting thing that comes of that is um, after Alex kills this person, the camera kind of stays there looking at the corpse for a second, and then the operator appears. Um. And the body disappears when the operator disappears. So we get introduced to the idea that the operator can take these bodies. Right. And that Alex may be working for the operator. Right. Like helping him. In some way. Yes. Because we kind of know that Alex himself is scared of the operator-ish. Like it's been introduced that he's kind of like, at least like really weird about him mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i don't care who you are i mean literally if you're gonna see something like that anybody who wouldn't be a little bit freaked out right <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of a, a spooky little thing mm-hmm. um but after like alex and jay the the, the second season kind of revolves around them i'd say mostly mm-hmm. um about Jay kind of being like, Alex is being weird and he's telling me to go to these places and just not showing up. 
which I mean, dick move. First of all, we get re- we get introduced to the idea early that Alex is just kind of a piece of shit. Right. We're like, oh my god, <laughs> this dude. I just want to just makes you want to go slap him or something. He like. is annoying. Yeah. I think Alex is my least favorite character uh, overall. <laughs> I just think that he's really annoying. Well, at least the character, not the per, not the real person, because we have no. Yeah. But. Well, obviously, nothing against like the real people <laughs> involved with the project. Um, just kind of like what the hell? Yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard to explain exactly what's going on in the show because a lot of it is purposefully weird right it's it's purposefully shown as a very confusing convoluted story to keep you hooked and to keep you wondering and to keep you confused and to keep you kind of in in the fog about everything that's happening mm-hmm. um especially in the first two seasons is until season three that more of those questions that you have start getting answered. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. (laughs) Very much so. Because at this time, like I was still kind of confused, but I was kind of trying to piece things together in my mind. Right. My, the different scenarios of what it could be. The second season introduces the person in the hoodie. Um, who we don't know anything about in the second season. See, and that's what drove me nuts. It's like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) And then in the second season, we also get revealed that the person in the mask is Tim. Yeah. Who was another actor on the production. He was a very interesting character. He is probably the most important character in the show. Yeah. Um, Who we didn't get any information on until season three. (laughs) Even though he like, wasn't he like shown? Through some of the videos? Yes, he was shown multiple times throughout the series as just kind of like an actor on the project. Right. Who was also getting sick, like Alex was. Um, And one of the flashback tapes in the second season shows Alex taking Tim to one of the abandoned spots and knocking him out. Yeah. So there's... A bunch of different things that are happening, and as you're watching, it the it's starting to frame Alex as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the characters also start to frame Alex as a villain in their minds. Um, and that all kind of comes to a head in this little flashback. We're still in the seven months flashback, um, where. Jay is trying to just find answers as to what's going on. Um, And him and Jessica's just kind of there. Jessica isn't really a well-used character. No. She kind of floats. She's just a floater. She's around. She's never really well explained as to why she's around or who she is. Yeah. (laughs) She's just there. Well, and I also have to say, like, Alex's girlfriend, Amy, like, I didn't hear too much about her. I think she's dead. I think that's what it was leaning towards, but it's like, I never even, because you said something about, remember, there was a video where it was showing Alex with Amy, but I don't remember it. Yes, in the beginning of the second season, there's a 
a flashback tape to Alex and his girlfriend Amy in their house, and it's Amy with a, a video camera. And she's like, hey, I found this in the in the closet. Like, what is this? And Alex is like, where did you find that? You shouldn't be holding a camera. In his, like, signature, like, where did you find that? You shouldn't be holding a camera. He's very mono- He's a very monotone person. <laughs> um, and she's just like, well, I just found it. And this is, this is kind of the era where it's kind of just, like, it seems like Alex is trying to move on. I think what this is trying to show knowing that what we know and what was revealed in the third season this is after alex gave the tapes away to jay Mm -hmm. and he had found a girlfriend lived in a house right so he's just basically it just sets it up to where he's trying to move on and but then she brings it back into she does uh in that tape uh the operator is shown behind her and she screams and says, "What the what the hell is that?" I don't think they say "fuck," but well, like, "What the fuck is that?" Um, and it kind of just cuts, and they're screaming. So I think what it what it's kind of wanting us to think is that Amy is dead because Amy isn't shown, or well, she's brought up, but she hasn't shown at all, right, for the rest of the series. So in my mind, she's dead. Well, she would have. I mean, I mean that would make sense. I think. I think it's kind of like, because even in the second season, Alex tells Jessica, oh yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, talking, I've been in contact with Amy, but it's shown he's not really in contact with Amy. He went to go meet with the operator. Mm. Yeah. So at this point you're, you're really thinking, okay, you are working for the operator. Right. Like you're in, you're in cahoots with them. Either in cahoots or like in some sort of like weird understanding, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 really weird, like Alex being shown as like this villainous person leading up to everything, and it's like it's it's really hard to understand exactly everything that's going on with Alex, because again, at this point, they give you no information. No. <laughs> <laughs> They don't. You have to kind of form your own opinion about it. You do. Um, And I do think that it does a pretty good job of sprinkling in little tiny bits of information to kind of make you be able to like, oh, well, there was this one thing that happened. So maybe, like maybe, like there's a bunch of maybes going. Where like in this first season, it was like, what the fuck is going on? The uh-huh. second season was like, the, maybe this is happening. And the third season was like, oh, okay, so that was happening. Yeah. I think it, or I think at least it's, it's, show, it's, it's making you believe that that's what happened. Right. Because, I mean, do we really actually know for sure? Like, we could be a little bit off on little details. Right. I don't know. I mean, like, this is us just, like, we just finished it a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, And, obviously, like, this is just us talking about what we watched. Like, I've done a little bit of research, and I'll get into a little bit later, about some of the stuff that happened in the production of the show. Um, But I'll get into that later, after a coffee break.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the mid-roll of the episode. I hope everyone is doing all right, um, and I hope you are enjoying our little discussion about... Um, fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot the name of it for a second. Of Marble Hornets, uh, which is obviously this episode that you've been listening to. Um, I hope all of you are enjoying it so far. I I don't know. It's, it's, it is a few days as of right now after recording um this episode and the more that i go on thinking about it the less i kind of like marble hornets i still like it i'm less positive right now as i was on it a little bit ago um but i still think it's worth a watch i think it's a very important historical thing and um if all of you want to watch it i say go for it um and obviously listen to the rest of the episode to hear what we thought about the rest of the series i still think it's good um, but I don't know. It's just a little thing. I thought I'd update in here. Like, I am kind of a little bit less into it than I was when we recorded this. And that distance between us kind of just made me think about it a lot more. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Um, there's not much in news uh, to talk about in in our mid-roll today. I did want to bring up that the SAG after strike ended. Um, so congratulations to all the actors who were actually going to get paid the amount of money that they deserve to be paid. <laughs> um congrats and also i wanted to bring up the stuff that's happening in gaza right now uh the stuff that the palestinians are going through and you know just the horrible things that are happening um support where you can donate where you can um and just make sure that you do your research on what's happening um but yeah keep yourself educated and keep yourself um humbled and keep yourself just just keep in mind everything that's going in the world right now um that's that's the best that you can do so yeah um pray for gaza do whatever you if you don't pray do whatever you want to do for gaza donate where you can um and just just help the palestinians where you can when you can um because it is a horrible thing that's happening right now but thank you to miracle sound for the use of jet fuel heart for our intro outro and minerals and enjoy the rest of the episode Welcome back from the break, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Um, so as we were saying before we went into this little breaky poos. Um <laughs> <coughs> Oh my god, I'm choking. The second season kind of comes to a head mm-hmm. um, after Jay has, you know, just been looking around in this park for answers as to what the fuck is going on because he was brought back into it by Alex, we should say. Alex brought him back into it after Alex was brought back into it. Um, And they go to this one specific building where Alex is like, there's answers here. And he's really weird about it really fucking weird and he's like oh by the way bring jessica yeah bring jessica with you let's there's answers at this like one building in the woods um then they go to the woods they go to the building and alex pulls a fucking gun on them <laughs> yeah that was fucking psycho <laughs> pulls a fucking gun out on them and tries to shoot them but the person in the mask is there, who we know is Tim. Mm. Um, and stops it. Uh, they Tim and Alex get into a little scuffle, a little fight. 
Um, and as Alex and Alex, as Jay and Jessica are running away, um, and it's kind of just like, okay, from that point on, they hear gunshots, and that's 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 all we know about what happened in in that building until the next season. Jay and Jessica run away. Uh, they decide, hey, we have to go get a hotel. We have to not stay at our houses, and then we're gonna fucking skip town. They go. They get to the hotel. The operator shows up, um, makes them lose their memory, and then that's when it picks back up with Alex. Um, back in the beginning of the season where he found the tapes, um, and he has decided to to look for Jessica because he doesn't know where she is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that's the whole conceit of the third season is Jay trying to find out what the fuck happened to Jessica. But what about, I mean, like, in between that, wasn't the second season when we were introduced to uh, to Tim's psychotic, supposedly? That was all in the third season. Was that all third? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, like, they were so long, like, I couldn't remember between. Right. Because we, 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 we should say that this, this whole thing is eight hours long. Yes. It's a very long endeavor to get into. Um, so there's eight hours of content here. Um, the longest being the third season, which is I think five hours of that. So like, if that's why we haven't had that much to say about the first two seasons, because there's just a lot of fucking questions. Like, who's the operator? Who's the, who's the person in the mask? Who's the person in the hoodie? Is Alex working with the operator? Is the person in the mask working for the operator, or is the person in the mask the person who is the to the arc person? We don't know. (laughs) It was so crazy, like, trying to think of, what? What? Who's that now? It's a lot of questions and no answers um, for the first two seasons of this show. Um, And we get into the third season where it's, like, it kind of gets introduced, and it's a few months later, and that's when Tim really becomes a character in the show because Jay starts following Tim around because mm-hmm. he finds out that Tim is the person in the mask. Um, well, he, he had known that Tim was the person in the mask, I think since the first season. Um, but Tim hadn't been seen anywhere until he saw him in person in the town. Um, and started trying to sort of decided to follow him around and eventually talk to him. I think, right. Isn't that what happened? I think so. I, I, for some reason, my conclusion on the whole thing was, okay, he was trying to find all the people from these videos. Mm-hmm. So, um, like all the production people that were helping Alex with it. And that's, yeah. So he ended up following. Yeah. Him because he found out. Yeah. Found out because he couldn't, still couldn't figure out where Alex was. So he had to find out somebody. So we found out where tim was yes so that was my conclusion on that thing at this point he doesn't know if alex is dead or alive he doesn't know what happened to alex after yeah after the whole gun thing um so we get like kind of reintroduced to tim as this character who is like has these health issues he he's going he's goes he goes to this clinic a lot. He has a cough. He um 
But he also might have a cough because he's constantly fucking smoking that dude. Right. He's a, he's a chain smoker. He is a chain smoker. <laughs> this is like a cigarette every fucking, every time he's on screen almost. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. Give your lungs a break, dude. No. <clears throat> I, don't, I mean, I know. Excuse me. <clears throat> As somebody that's really trying their best to quit, because I am a smoker. Um, I know how hard it is, so I can't really, I'm not going to judge people for smoking, but right. at the same time, like, kind of ease up a little bit <laughs> on it because it's not very good. <laughs> so we were introduced to a location in the second season, which is an abandoned hospital in the woods, um, in this, in a state park, mm-hmm. um, where this is the place that we talked about where Alex had taken the crew members and they disappeared. Um, specifically Brian and Jay, he had taken them to this building and something happened with the operator there. We don't know what happened with the operator there, but something with the operator happened there. Yeah. Um, and Jay is really interested to go see the building himself because he's never been there. He's only seen it in tapes. Um, and Jay knows the location of this because he was in the tapes you know, where Alex, I mean, Jay had watched him and Alex be there. Mm-hmm. So that's Jay's goal is to get, you know, Tim to tell him how to get to the building or take him there. Cause he thinks that there might be answers there. Um, and there is kind of later. <laughs> I think we can just kind of like from this point on, it's like just a bunch of them going into the building kind of searching around nothing really happening the the hoodie guy shows up and runs away um and you know goes into a maintenance tunnel that runs under the building a maintenance tunnel that runs under the building uh and they decide not to follow him then jay wants to go back and go into the maintenance tunnel so he does the the maintenance tunnel is one of the creepiest parts of the show. It really is. <clears throat> I knew for a fact, like, you know, when you're down in those, any any type of horror things, like, you're down in those confined places, there's always going to be that creep factor. Like, what's going to come up behind somebody? Right. And, like, I well, I feel like a lot of horror games misuse, like, air vents and tunnels and stuff. Yeah. Because... That, it's always when you're in a horror game and you're in like an air vent it's always like what if it starts crawling through here and chases me in this tunnel <laughs> I know. but it never happens at least not in most horror games i think the only one that has happened to me in is alien isolation which is a horrifying video game alien isolation is fucking horrifying <laughs> um just a heads up to anybody who who wants to play that's a really good fucking horror game um so he finds papers down there, which is kind of like, he doesn't look at them in the tunnel. So he finds them and he's going to leave and the operator shows up behind him in the tunnel um, and like starts chasing him. And he's like crawling away, freaking out, like frantically having to like go above and like under like these really tight spaces. Yeah. So it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. The pipes and yeah. Oh, no. It's 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 very good imagery. Uh-huh. Um, 
it's very, very I think it's definitely the scariest part of the show is down in the maintenance tunnel. Um, because I think overall the the show isn't scary. It's very atmospheric, but it isn't scary. But that was kind of a creepy part. Very. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, the papers that he finds down there are a bunch of medical records. For from, Tim. For Tim. Um, which at that point I had already pieced together that he went to this hospital that burnt down. Um, which I think, I think it's pretty much, that's what it wants you to piece together in that moment. Cause it, it kind of yeah, acts like it's supposed to be a big reveal later, but I just, it's, he found the medical records under the, the building, the, mm. under the burnt down abandoned hospital. Yeah. I know? mean, you could kind of put two and two together there. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of becomes like, cause a lot of it is redacted. So we don't know exactly what happened. It kind of just brings up like, Oh, like. Uh, he has hallucinations and blah 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 and blah 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 blah. blah. But like at the same time as like my thinking process was why was the why did the operator show up at that time? Like when he found those papers, right? Was he not supposed to have those papers? Was there some connection with Tim and the operator? What you know, my mind was racing on that part too. Like exactly, not only are we thinking that Alex has something to do with the operator but what about tim why is yeah why all of a sudden is the operator like no nah, you've got these papers you know like what it it keeps you guessing it does it does keep you questioning a lot um from that point onward um jay and tim get into a lot of fights um like verbal arguments not like anything physical but verbal verbal arguments about it like um because what i never understood jay is posting these like because like obviously like these aren't all like sequential order he's posting these on youtube this is that that's like the whole idea of it he's posting all these different entries on youtube and he's So Jay, not Jay, Tim finds the the YouTube videos and is like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like you lied to me." Yeah, <laughs> which I mean, like I'm on Tim's side because <laughs> Jay's kind of a liar. Because <laughs> Jay gets back into Tim's life of being like, "Oh, I'm just trying to complete this project." He doesn't tell him anything, um, and I think it's I think it's because in Jay's mind, he doesn't want to get Tim involved in it. But I mean, by bringing him to these places, he's already getting him involved. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Jay was kind of deceiving. He was. And like, I really think that Tim had his life together at that point. So like Jay coming back into it, fucked it up. It just brought him back into that world that he didn't necessarily want to be in. Yeah. Like it made him go crazy again. I mean, I think the only two characters that I like in the show are Jay and Tim. I like their dynamic. I like the way that they work together. And I like I like how this third season kind of characterized not only Tim, but Jay more. Because we had been following Jay throughout the whole series. But Jay was just kind of a camera. He was just kind of a vehicle for us to see everything that was happening. Right. So, I mean, this gave you the chance to get to know the character a little bit better. Exactly. And I, I do, I do like them. I do like Jay and Jay and Tim's characters. Mm -hmm. Um, so like 
it's it's it was interesting like getting involved in like this friendship where like tim is a very very like snarky straightforward guy um and jay is just kind of like this like kind of annoying little twerp (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i do (laughs) so they get into these arguments a lot and um you know they always for some reason it's like this it's like this weird friendship where like they'll get into arguments but they'll always come back and be like hey let's figure this out um eventually they decide um because what i'm trying to remember exactly what happened to make them want to leave town was they ran into alex again didn't they somewhere yeah they did that was the reason they were leaving to get away from him. Yeah. I just can't remember exactly what, where uh, Alex had shown up. I think it was at that same building, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I... because, yeah. Remember, they were going through that building. Oh, they didn't like have a confrontation with him at all. No. But they, he had shown up and they were hiding from him. Yes. Yeah, because the, uh, Tim started walking behind mm-hmm. to figure out where he was going and then he he just disappeared so they're like okay this is we're out of here we need to get away so we yeah. can figure out what we're doing we also get introduced to the the idea that something more is happening with tim before they skip town because um there was like this whole thing where they got into an argument and um weren't gonna work together anymore um and they both woke up in the woods together um and we get a tape from tim's perspective of him in the hospital kind of losing his mind um where he's like banging on the walls being like where is it he's looking around frantically for something he's scratching at the walls he's kind of just going cuckoo insane bananas (laughs) you know Mm mm-hmm um and then after that he puts on the mask and we see from jay's perspective him trying to attack him yeah so from that we can kind of infer that the operator kind of messes with his brain to make him work for him or something he was trying to he was trying trying to yeah, what is what is the word I'm thinking of? Trying to manipulate him into right. helping. That, that, I think that's kind of like the whole mask thing. That's like the way that it's kind of brought up. We do mm-hmm. find out that uh, that Tim suffers from seizures, um, and he takes the the pill bottles and stuff that have been around were his medication for like controlling like this and we also kind of find out it's because of the operator it is it's like everybody who starts coughing um when when it's really bad for tim he starts coughing a lot and then he has a seizure so we can kind of start inferring that it's the operator's fault and it's kind of confirmed that the operator gives people this sickness where everyone starts coughing when they're near him which yeah and what i kind find interesting is you didn't point it out to me until the third season about the time warp and having connection with the operator because they were in what house was that that they went into was it alex's old house that they mm-hmm. went to 
and they were looking around and uh it kind of showed outside the window they didn't notice it but the camera notices that the operator's standing there and then it it pans back into the house but then i can't remember exactly what else happened so, but then the time they went down in the basement or something and that's when the time they noticed that it was dark so what happens this is after they had skipped town and they're trying to get away from alex and yeah. they went to alex's old old house um and this is after jay had been uh Jay had seen something or had had a close call with the operator and Jay has started to see like kind of hallucinate a little bit or hallucinate. What is actually happening is that the operator is getting, is kind of messing with Jay's mind. Mm -hmm. And so he is seeing him, but he isn't, it isn't picking it up on camera because what we find out is that the operator can mess with like electrical frequencies. Um, so Jay is seeing the operator in a lot of places, but we're not seeing it on the camera. Um, so we, we, as the, the viewers are kind of like, Jay is kind of losing his fucking mind until, like you said, they go to Alex's old house. Jay's like, he's right there. You don't see him standing in the tall grass. And even Tim is like, no, he's not there. Like, we need to get you help. Like, this is exactly what started happening to me. I started seeing him in places that he wasn't. Like, we need to get you, like, actual serious fucking help. Like, Tim is a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then we see Jay kind of puts the camera down on the windowsill to help Tim open a door. Um, And the operator is standing there in the tall grass, exactly where Jay had said he was. They go down into the basement, and Tim points out, Hey, what time was it when we went into the house? Because it's literally night right now. <laughs> Yeah, when it was literally light upstairs. Yeah. So what that does is is do exactly what the first season was trying to show us, but it does it a lot better. Um the first season I think it it took too much time between showing Alex going I mean Jay going into the house when it was daytime and looking around cuz upstairs there's no windows. So it isn't kind of, it isn't shown very well that when he goes upstairs, it's nighttime. But I noticed it and like I even rewatched it and like it, it, it is exactly what happened. He goes upstairs and goes into this room and he it kind of loops around and it's, it's nighttime when he leaves. But he doesn't bring it up as a character, which I thought was really weird. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Um, but. From this point onward is when it really, it doesn't really answer a lot of questions verbally. It just kind of gives you clues and makes you piece them together yourself, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. I think, I think it's a really cool that they don't, they never really, they never really answer anything about the operator. The operator is just this thing that exists. They don't try to give him some sort of origin story. They don't try to explain what he is. He's just there. Right. And, um, the different, like the operator can do a lot. Like, as we said, the operator can just mess with time. The operator can mess with your mind. He can see the sickness. He, he is a very, very powerful person who doesn't kill people. 
he manipulates other people into killing people. Yeah. Um. So sorry, there's been a lot of weird noises happening in our house today. <laughs> it always seems to happen when we're recording. Yeah, there was just like a knock on the. <laughs> anyway, um. So that's that kind of like the big difference between the operator and Slenderman, because Slenderman lures children into the woods to kidnap them. Yeah, that's right. Slenderman's whole thing. So the operator is kind of a more interesting. Which kind of fits because he's operating somebody exactly into killing for him or, you know, doing what he feels fit. He's kind of like this, this mastermind. So, yeah. We also kind of get introduced to more of that when um, after they the whole thing happens where they're in the basement, it turns to nighttime. They're trying to run away. Um, Jay and Tim get separated and Tim is holding the camera and running. And there's this really fucking cool sequence where Tim is running away and the operator is switching him to different places and switching him to different times. And it's really well done. Yeah. So like Tim was running through this field and then it switches and he's running through the hospital and it switches and he's running through the woods and he finds the body in the second season of that man that Alex had killed. And by this point, a year or something had passed. So that's how it's like, there's some weird fucking time shit going on because <laughs> the body's fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like, it's just, I think that is kind of the coolest thing that happens in the show is the reveal of what the operator can do. Yeah. I think that's when it was let come to light on exactly what he could do. And yeah. It is, and it kind of brings more into light what Alex's motivations are. Because mm-hmm. what I think has happened is that I think either Amy is dead or Amy is stuck in one of those time warps that the, the operator has has made. And I think that Alex thinks that sacrificing these people or killing or stopping the operator will save Amy. So do you not... Because I kind of tried to form my own opinion about it. I I thought maybe that Alex actually killed Amy for the operator. But whereas they didn't really they didn't give you any type of hints of what exactly happened. I don't think that like, Alex there was no right innuendo, whatever you want to call it, showing you. I don't think that Alex is helping the operator in the sense that he is killing people for the operator. I think that Alex is trying to kill everybody who's ever been involved with the operator because in his mind, he thinks that that will stop it. Yeah. When obviously like we know that that's not what's going to happen because at that point we know that the operator is more attached to Tim than anything. It's more attached to like Tim than anything. The operator. You think so? Okay. See, I was thinking like it was more Alex, but... Well, remember, because it's it's revealed that the operator's been in Tim's life since Tim was a kid. Okay, yeah. I mean, see, I that's where my mind was going throughout this whole thing, was back and forth trying to come up with my own conclusions about it. But then I do remember me saying, well, maybe this is all because of Tim and his psychotic episodes 
I don't even know, was he really or was he misdiagnosed so, as being psychotic? Like what happened was the operator had latched onto Tim when Tim was a kid, mm-hmm. started giving him a sickness, gave him, like, started making him, quote unquote, hallucinate, which weren't hallucinations. It was the operator messing with his brain. Um, nobody else could see it. So Tim was kind of institutionalized into this hospital where they were giving him different medications and they finally found one that worked, which stopped the stopped the seizures, at least that the operator was giving him but the operator still was latched on to him and what happened was alec it's kind of shown in like this in one of these flashback tapes where alex is holding an audition um for marble hornets his his student film um and the whole reason why all this is brought into like their lives is because um, Brian, who we it is revealed that Brian is the person in the hoodie, mm-hmm. um, because because of Alex bringing him to the hospital and kind of offering him up to, I don't, I'm not even sure if it's offering him up to the operator. It's just kind of like he's trying to kill them, but then the operator is doing weird things and yeah. Um, but then you gotta wonder like. When they showed the audition, flashback to the first audition of this production, would it have become a thing for the operator had it not been for Brian bringing in Tim? Because Tim was originally Brian's friend, right? Right. So, like, Alex had no clue who it was. And then it shows, in my mind, this is what the conclusion I got, is Alex, oh, well... Does he want to try out for it? Then that's when it brought into the whole scenery about the operator and everything because Tim is the actual one that brought it all in. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, if Brian, we came to to the conclusion that he was the one in the hoodie. Right. Why would he take from his friend his pills? So it's because his pills, he's starting to get the sickness. And he knows that that's what helps Tim. I don't think that the, I don't think that Brian was working. I think Brian was just working for himself. I think that he was just trying to escape the operator. He was trying to escape Alex who had tried to kill him. Um, He knew that Tim had pills that could help him. Um, And was just going about it really weirdly. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of a, shitty thing to do mm-hmm. like take tim's pills knowing that he can't he has to have them so it was like what you're supposed to be friends with them right what are, what are what is your purpose for your character other than to be obnoxious and you know kind of yeah like what's the whole point of you being around i really don't see the point of the person the, of brian like being in the hoodie because it didn't really add much no um and like obviously like it gets revealed eventually that you know he dies he falls down um he gets killed kind of by the operator um they in another scene where the operator keeps switching where they are um you know he tim finally finds him he's looking for his pills because he's literally like actively like getting worse um, and the operator's switching where they are. 
um, and finally switches to the place where Tim is kind of on solid ground, but then he looks over and he had switched hoodie to on the edge of like a fucking ledge and he falls down and dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it gets revealed that it was Brian. Um, and then Alex is brought in and Jay is trying to uh, kind of confront Alex because it's Alex tried to fucking kill him. <laughs> so their whole their whole point is they're trying to stop Alex because Alex is trying to kill them. They don't really they aren't really looking for they're looking to try, they're trying to find out where Jessica is. Mm-hmm. But they think that it's all Alex's fault. They think it's all the Alex and they're the operator. They think that they're working together. Um, I don't think that's really what's happening, but um, that's what they think. Um, and it all kind of comes to a head where in the hospital, Jay and Alex do get into a confrontation and Alex shoots Jay and kills him. So uh, Jay, Jay dies. Right. Jay, Jay dies, everybody. <laughs> Um, which kind of sucks. I do like Jay as a character. Um, well, yeah, because he's the one that revealed everything, like walked us through the whole process of this whole thing. So it was kind of a sad thing. Yeah. Um, so we, from that point on, it's just from Tim's perspective. Um, the only few people that we know that are alive are Tim and Alex. Right. So Tim, it does the thing where he's like, I need to stop Al I need to stop Alex. Like, that's just what needs to happen. Um, and so Tim in the final entry, uh not well, I think the second to final entry, um, Tim does track down Alex, they get into a confrontation, and Tim kills Alex. Um, and the operator takes Alex's body. Uh, and they are able to find, he's able to find Jessica and it's revealed in the next, in the last entry that, um, Jessica has been going to, you know, get help. Like, cause she thinks that she's having hallucinations. She's like, where did Jay go? Like, and Tim says, oh, he just moved. Like he's trying to move on. He's trying to make sure that the operator isn't involving like in her life mm-hmm. more and he leaves and the last thing that's ever shown in the series is a screen that says everything is okay which oh, everything is everything not okay. is fine everything like, is fine like, that, that's very vague that's like a weird and it kind of makes you wonder are you gonna do some more i mean it would be very interesting i don't know how they would do it because certain characters are dead or supposedly dead mm-hmm. well i mean there but, is more is there more? There's comic? a comic series. Well, comic. I mean, as far as like footage, um, there was type of production type stuff. But this is kind of like what I was talking about earlier. Like, I do know about. I did some research into the production. Um, there was supposed to be a sequel, Clearly X Forty Four, um, which got canceled because there were creative creative differences at the team, um, and the production company kind of split up. So there's not going to be a sequel, but there is like a Marble Hornets comic series, which I'm going to read eventually, um, that follows Jessica. 
so kind of like i guess that'll fix our complaint with jessica not really being a character mm-hmm. because i guess they focus more on her in this comic um but it, i think that last scene of like tim driving away from everything and then the screen that says everything is fine when everything isn't fine like he had just like his friends his all of his friends are dead um jay who i think at this point was like his closest friend is dead um he had found his body you know (laughs) yeah uh i think it's a really it's a really nice ending um kind of it's because a lot of these things kind of end like as like i won like this woohoo i win he didn't win the operator is still out there the operator kind of won in the end the operator got what the operator wanted and Tim is alone again. Right. I mean, and who's to say that that wasn't the operator saying everything is fine. Like, <laughs> I got what I wanted. Yeah. I'm in control of Tim now. Maybe that was the whole purpose. Exactly. Um, But I did do a little bit of research on the production of the, of the whole thing. Um... The the person who plays Tim, who's Tim Sutton, Tim's actual name, um, is there was like a huge argument between him and like the other two people, um, because apparently like there there had the it probably hadn't been a very like nice set to be on, um, towards the third season like apparently there was a lot of like a lot of infighting, a lot of stuff going on behind the camera that wasn't very great which led to the sequel not being made um but like overall everyone is still really proud of this project and i think they should be because marble hornets as it stands is such it's such an important web series it's Mm -hmm. one of the first times and this is it's something called analog horror um which spawned some of the biggest things in horror right now i mean we have the mandela catalog we have uh, the backrooms stuff like that which were spawned directly as a result of the marble hornet stuff see and i've never heard of this i've shown you both of them the backrooms was that like really weird one with like the yellowish like floors and walls and it was like this person had fallen through the oh okay yeah okay um, and the Mandela catalog was that is that really weird one with like the like alternates and like it had a lot of that religious imagery. Okay. And it was just really fucking weird. Like I went down the stairs and there was a guy in the corner and it shows like that guy in the hoodie with like the weird face. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, all of those are, are a result of this. Marble Hornets is so incredibly important. And then I don't think that it's the best one. I don't think, I don't even think that it's amazing. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that it's good. I think that it's important, but I don't think it's like the most well-written or amazing thing ever, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, but they did pretty good. They did with what they had. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's really cool and important and yeah. So highly recommended. Highly recommended. Um, I also found out in my research that Jay is canonically gay. That's something that the creators announced. (laughs) (laughs) Jay is canonically a gay character. I think that they said that Tim is bi. um, And uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think they said that 
Jessica's also by or something like that. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. It's cool to just have, you know, LGBT characters who aren't, it's not like their whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend watching it if you guys haven't. Obviously, we just talked about everything that happened. Um, but you still can come up with your own conclusions. Yeah, we didn't talk about everything. Because we still don't know. I mean, how do we know ours is correct? It's There could be many different... <laughs> Interpretations, yeah. Yeah. And, like, we didn't touch everything because it was, I mean, like we said, it's eight hours long. Wow. I mean, yeah. It took us from a span of how many days? Like, I would say... Because we didn't do it all in one shebang, obviously. No. <laughs> we because our plan was to do two separate episodes to, to cover october we got really busy um and it took us a little bit to watch through it and then like obviously we're recording it now mm-hmm. so like it took us i think four separate times sitting down to watch it to finish it um but yeah highly recommended is there any final thoughts on marble horns that you wanted to, to let people know I think I we've covered pretty much everything. I just I I highly recommend it. Did a I think they did a really good job. Like mm-hmm. I I kind of was hoping that there would be more, but you know it's it's kind of sad and unfortunate that things have to happen like that. But all in all, you guys did. I mean, it's an excellent it's it's an excellent piece in my opinion. Exactly my opinion. You know, it's a good thing we all have our own opinions. But I, I really would recommend anybody to go watch it and form their own opinion about it. Yeah. I think that it, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Some of the acting can be spotty in some places, but also these are, I mean, not the point that they did, they were literally in college. This is a college film, basically. Yeah. So, like, it, it's charming. And I think that for the time period and for what it is, it's really well done. And like I said, it's extremely important to horror as a whole. I mean, it spawned so many things. Like, so people look at Marble Hornets and like, I think no matter what you think of it, even if you don't like it, you, I think everybody recognizes how important it was. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's just important to realize. Just, this is a piece of history. (laughs) Yeah. And also don't go into it expecting like extraordinary. It's not a Hollywood film. Exactly. Just go in it with the, be mindful that it is just like on a low budget. It's, it's from college students. It's, um, it's not like famously, um, you know, a screenplay. Exactly. So, just be mindful of that when you go, if you go. I mean, I've, like I says, would highly recommend it, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to actually go and watch it. Exactly. And that's it. That's all I want to say about it. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify, go ahead and give us a rating if you'd like. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a review if you would like. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us at holdupmint.pod at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-D-U-P-A-M-I-N, period, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Um, is there anything else you want to say to our listeners before we head out? Just continue on listening to us. We love the the downloads that we're getting. Yeah. Keep it up. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for 
um, enjoying this last episode that we did, and thank you for supporting us. And until next time, I hope all of you have a fantastic evening, and always remember to fill that cup.